Welcome back to That's the T. I'm RJ. And I'm Ryan. And we are here bringing you football news in the most digestible way possible. Today, Ryan, today, we are recapping week 12 of the NFL season. It was the weekend of Thanksgiving, so this episode should be a bit shorter because we kind of talked about three games during our, our preview episode last week. So, yes. Do you have any takeaways? If you were to talk about Thursday Night Football last week in one mm. sentence, what would it be? They could have won. And you know who I'm talking about when I say they. It's the Lions. You know, when will the gods stop teasing us? It's like they're getting so close to winning, but they're not. They're, they're not winning. They lost by two points to the Bears. It's just, it's just rough because like every time they play, it's not even like the better team wins. It's literally like the worst team lost. Yeah, you, you make a lot of sense when you say that, but it's like, it just doesn't make sense to me because it's like Jared Goff comes back and it's like they still can't win. Well, DeAndre Swift did leave that game and he's out a couple of weeks. So, But then they have Jamal Williams. So it's not like the end of the world. True, but do you like, feel better if Josh Jacobs was out and now you got to start Kenyon Drake? I don't feel better, but I guess my point is that the Bears won this game, right? No one had anything positive to say about the winning team. Oh, it was a terrible game. Meaning that the Lions, like, are that bad. They are. Well, they don't have talent. I mean, I feel like we can, we can talk about the Lions in, like, one whole episode on what they can do, their whole right. rebuild. But that's not what we're here for. We're here to talk about, what, 20, 26 it's other mad. teams? Uh-huh. Yes. And I guess we're going to start off with the Bengals and the Steelers. The Bengals win 41-10 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, T. Higgins. I, I'm happy. I'm glad T. Higgins finally had his breakout game because he was due, especially the fact that it was I don't know if you know this. Oh, what's up? Oh, go ahead. He actually has a lot of targets. Yeah, I, I was saying it was kind of building up to this week. Like, if you look at his schedule, like, he, he's been scoring. But the Bengals put up 41 points without Jamar Chase, kind of. It was just Joe Mixon, T. Higgin, and more Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's really good. Top five running back? Top five, yeah. Top five. Or potentially four, I think. But I think what's concerning, though, is how big Ben and the Steelers can't move the ball. Terrible. It's actually, like, because I think we all knew the Bengals were, like, for real. But the Steelers was what we did not know. I think the only guy I'm confident in starting is probably Deontay Johnson because of its volume. Wow. I would say Najee Harris just because of his volume too. And Najee Harris was held like, like 13 was yards right? or something. 13 yards or 23 yards on eight carries? Yes, 23 yards. Sorry, I'm thinking about another okay. AFC North running back that only had 13 yards. We'll talk about him later. But yeah. Okay. But yeah, Najee Harris. I mean, he still gets the receiving game usage. I mean, with all the injuries that we'll probably talk about this week, um, Najee Harris has to be like a top 15 running back every single week, even if the, the Steelers are playing from behind every single game. Yeah. Uh, yes, but don't, don't you feel more confident with Deontay Johnson? I do. I yeah. do. But Najee Harris is a running back, though. You're right. Fine. Okay, I'll give it to you. It's just weird because you look at the, you, you look at the, the box score and the Steelers never score much, but Deontay Johnson is getting his points off of like, almost 10 targets a game and like almost hundred yards. So it's kind of like, it's pretty good. It's almost what D did that one year where it's kind of like just yardage, but no, just yardage, no, no touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. Chase Claypool. 
I just wish I got more from him. He was our you're, favorite. You're, I don't think he's our favorite wide receiver. I don't think you're going to get more from him. I don't think so. Either. I don't think it's possible. You know who needed more? Who? The Colts, who oh, lost stop. by a touchdown <laughs> to the Buccaneers, 38 to 31. I mean, it was actually a great morning game, just saying. It was. And man, like, it's crazy because, like, you know, you, you started the game and you're like, the Colts are going to win this game easily. And they fumbled the ball. The thing is, that. is that it really wasn't over until it was almost over in the fourth. Mm, yeah, it was a close game. So that's why I think the Colts had everyone thinking that they were going to win. But on the other hand, I think playoff Lenny came, like you said, he came a little too early. Came too early. He came. He even came early for the the fantasy playoffs too. He came too, no, no, two, no, three no. Early. Sorry you, you to those who had to play him. Uh, Four Ryan. TDs, seven receptions. It hurts <laughs> as I say these stats. He, uh, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor and uh, Leonard Fournette swapped jerseys before the game. <laughs> My question though is, why? You have Brady. You have. Evans, you have Godwin, you have everyone else. Why, why Fournette? I wish it just I doesn't you. make sense to me. I wish I could tell you. Oh, no, I don't know. Leonard Fournette's weird. It's running back, too. I don't know. Well, I don't know what to do with that backfield. It's just that offense. You just never know who's going to score. Exactly. All right. Moving on, though. The Dolphins, the Panthers. Dolphins win 33-10 to the Panthers. Cam Newton came crashing down to earth and was replaced by P.J. Walker. Benched. Yes, benched. He was benched a little too late, though, I think. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's crazy, though, because CMC's out for the rest of the season, and I don't know know the development of what happened here, but it was like, oh, he'll be back by the bye. And then he got the x-rays, and they're like, yeah, he's done for the season. Maybe they saw a crack. Maybe, maybe in the ankle. Why well, can you even? Well, it was his ankle, right? It was his ankle. Pretty sure. Yeah, I'm like, can can you crack an ankle though? I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's like the same thing that AB has, because he's been out for a while with his ankle sprain. Wait, AB has an ankle sprain. That's why he's been out. Oh, got it. Okay, I, well, now that, that's he, news to me. Because oh, yeah, I, I, like I thought he was out because of the whole. <laughs> vaccination status thing now he is out for the the everything makes sense now yes antonio brown he is he's a gem he's definitely something else it started with the blonde mustache (laughs) just a lot of things things went downhill after that (laughs) sorry oh antonio brown i wish the best for him but the bright side to this game the dolphins tua looks really good Miles Gaskin, though, I was, I don't like Miles Gaskin. I didn't like him for the first five weeks of the season. Am I buying into him? What if I told you he has more top 12 running back games than Dalvin Cook? It's believable because Dalvin Cook, I think he's been what kind of on and off this year with injuries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's believable, but I still don't like Miles, Miles Gaskin. He's just not a, he's not a sexy person to put in your lineups. No one like, wants him. No, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you see him get dropped in waivers and he gets picked up during the waiver wire, but like, he doesn't get started. But the, <laughs> and I feel like it's nothing against him. It's just something with the Dolphins mm-hmm. and the way they use their, like, their running the backs. Offensive line can't, they can't, they can't hold any sort of block. That's the problem. Because Gaskins gets like 
20 attempts per game gets 60 yards. So he's like the new Gus Edwards for you. Yes, he's like the new Gus Edwards for me. Got it. Okay. But volume is something. So there's that. Um, moving on, though, the Patriots. <laughs> My God, 36 to 13 against the Tennessee Titans. The best fantasy player on the, on the Patriots. You know who it is? Mac Jones. Hmm? Mac Jones? Nick Folk. Nick Folk. Oh, oh, oh. oh field goals. <laughs> Number one kicker after scoring 20 points last week. You know, that I didn't know because I thought it was going to be Mac Jones because he Mac Jones actually statistically doing better each week. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. He, so that's why I, I thought it was him. Um, right now, if you were to cast a vote for rookie of the year, Mac Jones, Jamar Chase, who is it? Mac Jones or Jamar Chase. I think, oh, wait, when do you, when do people start picking? I think like near, like actually like the end of the season. So that's typically when, um, I guess like the rookie of the year voting is personally for me, I would want to go with Mac Jones just because, you know, progressively he's been getting better. Is he the flashier player? No, but I think it's going to be very similar to when Dak Prescott won rookie of the year, the same year that Ezekiel Elliott was, I guess, a rookie as well. I think if, if we chose at the end of the season, it has, it has to be Mac Jones with the way the Patriots are kind of progressing their season. Because he's the reason why they're winning. Well, maybe it's Bill Belichick, but... Well, it doesn't matter why they're winning. I think it's just the stats are kind of coming together now. <laughs> and when your team wins, true. I think people kind of forget everything else. That's true. That's also very true. Like, it's all good when your team wins. But when your team loses, then they start pointing, so start fingers. pointing fingers. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, they're probably doing that in Tennessee, though. Um, they look more rough every single week. They're like a team that really needs their buy and... In my opinion, no one outside of A.J. Brown is really worth rostering. I don't think the buy is going to help. Really? I think I'm, I'm going to stand by what I said. I think right when Derrick Henry went down, Ryan Tannehill cannot handle it all. Mm, true. This is exactly the Ryan Tannehill you're going to get. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is that the Tannehill we have now is what the Dolphins had. when oh, they didn't Miami Tannehill. Yeah, me and my Tannehill. Me and people forgot team. that Mia Mai Tannehill existed because of Derrick Henry. And Very now Derrick true. Henry's gone, we get Mia Mai Tannehill again because now we're asking him to, you know, win games. <laughs> we're asking him to clutch up. But yeah, dang, it's again, I think the AFC South is still up for anyone. And I'm talking about two teams only, though the Colts and the Titans. But I think the Colts can sneak their way in. They just have a tough schedule, though. But yeah, with that being said, though, moving on. Another upset. The Giants win 13-7 to against the Eagles. Saquon Barkley, in my opinion, though, has moved down to RB2 territory. Yeah. He's the only fire... startable player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree. The firing of Jason Garrett woke this defense up. It doesn't make any sense, but they got three picks and a dub. Their offense, like you said, though, I feel like it's just eh. It's just I think eh. they did 264 yards of offense. They held the ball on, or they held the ball for 30 minutes. It's literally just enough to win the game. It was just enough to win the game. That's why I'm, like, not super excited about the Giants with this win. Also, because, like, the Eagles just kept shooting themselves in the foot. Pick, pick, fumble. Mm-hmm. Jalen Rager. Three picks. Three picks. Yeah. Did you see uh, Jalen Rager. Uh, two, two. Two drops. Not just one. Oh, two. Yeah. Two. You know, the first one, 
was actually not that bad. Like it, it was, it was bad or not as bad as the second one, because if I put my, I put myself in his shoes. The first one, maybe I might've not caught. Yeah. Know, Cause I had to actually track the ball. The second one though, was very questionable. Cause that one, he was facing the ball too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He was facing it. And I think he was jumping. And it he, went through his hands. He got there early too. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't like, have to jump for the ball. He jumped to get to the ball, even though he was already there. He was excited. Ah, oh, I see. I think he was thinking. I think Jalen Rager might be like that player who's always thinking about the next step. I see. Instead of worrying about just getting the ball first, he's like, oh, I got to fall in the end zone. So then exactly. he forgets about catching the ball. That's why I feel like, like for like players like him, like it's hard though, because like, you know, he has no confidence himself right like let, let's be like, like after real. this game or what do you mean like even like before you know people compare him to the person that got drafted right after him mr justin jefferson so people okay. are already breathing down his neck yeah. right and i just feel like all that pressure you know that mental aspect of the game kind of leads to some of those drops i think so too and i think he was also put in a position where the quarterback isn't as strong as kirk cousins in minnesota true like no no one's saying kirk cousins sexy or like mm-hmm. no one's starting Kirk Cousins unless you're like that one person in our league, you know. But he's solid compared to what Jalen Rager has been getting in Philly. Very true, and they're run first too in in Philly as well. Like they're literally like run with the running backs, run with the quarterback, then we'll pass. Then we'll pass, yeah. Devonta and it also Smith, doesn't help, oh yeah. yeah. The Devonta, I was just gonna say that they drafted Devonta Smith too. <laughs> Field stretcher for what? <laughs> for, for what? It's like for what? Jalen Rager is her like that's me though. That's why you drafted me in the first right? round last year. Whatever it is though, Devonta Smith, in my opinion, borderline flex, desperate situations. He does not need to be in starting lineups if you don't have to. He's not a must start. You know who is a must start though? Can you guess? Cordero Patterson, exactly. Uh, yes, about the Falcons. Twenty-one fourteen against the Jaguars. Cordero Patterson is literally doing everything in his power to get these falcons to win games two touchdowns that's what 66 percent of their points two-thirds 21 two-thirds two-thirds we'll go with two-thirds two-thirds if yes. we put in the percentages it might be wrong but yeah he needs to be in lineups any way possible and did you see um there's a tweet or a picture going around they, you know, they have a package oh, no, of no, him being a tweet. safety a package yeah like a defensive you- package of him being like playing safety no way. And you know, in the depth chart, he's like he's like the emergency safety. What? Because yeah. of like kick returns. He's just duties? so talented, so like, I guess. Know. Oh, he's yeah. so talented. He's just Playing, so talented. What is that? Four four positions now? Yes. Yeah. Kick returner, safety, uh, wide receiver, running back. Right. Very nice. He he wants a pick by the end of the season. That's what he said? Yes. Okay. Okay. We'll see if it happens, but He's probably going to be more talented than Jamal Adams. He's probably going to be more talented than any player on the Jaguars. Speaking of the Jaguars, though, I think Trevor Lawrence and his whole, I think, as you would say, his posse on offense, it hurts because they the defense gives them opportunities to score and they just don't want it or they don't want to. It, it's, it doesn't make sense uh, to me. It's Urban Myers, in my opinion. And I don't know, it's just, it's just so tough watching this offense and just, I think also the, the worst part is is the fact that um, I don't know. I don't know why Urban Myers is the one that's going to say, hey, 
we need to get LaVisca Chenault more involved in this game. <laughs> and what do they do? They don't get him involved. I don't know. It's just, it's just rough. It really is just super, super rough. But did you have anything else to say about that posse? Or we can move on and just breeze through the rest. I, of I, I guess one quick thing, injury news. Dan Arnold is on IR with a knee injury. So that mm-hmm. Dan Arnold show didn't last too long. It was top 12 tight end for two weeks. For a little bit, yeah. Something to look forward to in redraft next year. We're going to rip through a couple of these games because I feel like they're pretty self-explanatory. The first one's the Jets 21-14 to 14 against the Texans. Elijah Moore looked okay with his third new quarterback, but he's just a flex play now moving forward with Zach Wilson throwing him the ball. I don't even know if he's really throwing the ball. Yeah, Wilson's going to hurt Moore's fantasy value 100%. I think the stat was that when Wilson was playing last game, he threw for an average of 4.7 yards of depth per pass and more as a vertical threat. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't translate. Does not at all. Brandon Cook's still looking good. Nico Collins is someone that you should look at because he also leads the team in targets. I feel like he's like either first or second for this game. Something yeah. to look at. It's hard to trust any wide receiver though when Tyrod Taylor's throwing the ball, but... <laughs> I mean, we kind of believed in it, like, what, two weeks ago after the win? Yeah, so, I mean, eh, I think monitor. you believed enough to pull the upset, right? I did. I did. Congrats. He, he does enough to win games, but he can't win every game. If that makes sense. Yes. Broncos and Chargers, though. Broncos with the upset 28-13 to the Chargers. Javante Williams has arrived. He led the league with – he actually leads the league, excuse me with defender misses, miss percentage. So apparently like broken tackles, missed tackles. He leads that department and he continues to like bowl people over. So he has the elusiveness. He has the, the power and the strength. He's a really interesting running back. His worst nightmare is just Melvin Gordon though. I was just going to say that I'm not going to be confident in Javante Williams until he is the lead back. True. If you look at the amount of carries each of them getting too split, mm-hmm. way too split. I don't like it. And it's just unfortunate because, like, you see the better production with Javante Williams, but when they're doing in Denver, they just love the 50-50 split. Yeah. You know, fun fact. So the Broncos have been 2-1 and one since trading away Von Miller after this, after beating Crazy. the Chargers, and the Rams have been 0-3. 0-3. It's weird. Yeah. But I love oh. to see it, though, because mm-hmm. Chargers losing, Broncos up. Like, I'm happy. The AFC West is totally up for grabs moving forward. Y'all are just so even right now. And you talk I think about the whole the AFC oh, is even. Yeah. I don't think it's, it's, everyone has like a five or six win record. No, so, no one can break away. Yeah. Rough. You talk about the Rams, though, who did fall 0 3 as they lost to the Packers 36 28. Go Pack Go continues as Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, is kind of pushing for at least MVP? some MVP talk. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He's really playing very well with only nine healthy toes. Apparently, he did, he had ten healthy toes this past game. Apparently, apparently, but AJ Dillon's starting to scare me though because logically, if we were to look at this, if you were Matt Lafleur, I would consider giving Dillon more touches and maybe using Jones as like a pass catching back just to keep both of them fresh in the long run because Dillon's proving that he can do it, which scares me as a Jones owner. You know, it's so sad. They, they signed Aaron Jones to such a big, monstrative deal. And then they try out Aaron, they, they try out AJ Dillon. They're like, oh man, this guy can actually play. And it's like, if you just gave him the opportunity last year instead of Jamal Williams, mm-hmm. you probably would have saved yourself like 
30 million. Yeah. But you know what's crazy? To add on to what you're saying, when you look at his stat line, Dylan can catch the ball too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he basically can just replace Aaron Jones. I don't want to say he's a better Aaron Jones. Oh, he's not, he's not better. Talented. Yeah, but I'm saying like it's feasible to move this offense forward without Aaron Jones, I think. This is as like, long as Rodgers is um, there. Just no, like, no Jordan Love. No Jordan Love, exactly. Yeah. It's like Cleveland, except imagine Nick Chubb being able to actually catch the ball. Yes, yes. I agree. Yeah. So moving forward, though, the 49ers, Vikings, <laughs> Um, I don't I mean, know. I don't even know where to start with this game. Because Debo gets hurt. Dalvin Cook gets hurt. And just gets not out of hand, but I don't know what to do with some of these players. Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver two moving forward. Alexander Madison, RB1. How, how long is Debo out for? A week or two. Okay. I, uh, you have to pass the ball. So maybe Ayuk, I, I maybe push up to 1.5 because I think Ayuk can rush as well, as mm-hmm. long as you guys are willing to give him the chance to rush. And I think you guys are going to lean on the rush too because I'm pretty sure Pete Carroll likes your team right now because 208 rushing yards against the Vikings. 208, dude. Like it was against a, a depleted defense due to injuries, but still like 208 yards, kind of crazy. It is there. The Niners are just a really weird team. And same with the Vikings who just Kirk Cousins can't, he just can't be clutch. He, I don't he's know not why. a clutch quarterback. He can't hit the open passes when like the did game is on the line. Did you see that one pass that just went really far off? I think it was somewhere on YouTube or highlight yeah. heaven or something. Yeah. I was just like, what? What is this? One thing I want to know is the dynamic between Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. Because Justin Jefferson, like, if you watch him, he's, like, frustrated. With Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Like, (laughs) it's so bad because – it's so sad because, you know, Justin Jefferson complained that he wasn't getting targets, like, two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And now he's getting targets, but they're just uncatchable. So it's like, which one do you want to have? Or that's just the Colts and Mike Zimmerman. Or what is that his name? Mike Zimmerman? Yes. Yeah, telling Justin Jefferson, you don't tell me how to run my offense. If you want the ball, we're going to give it to you like this, okay? It's your fault you're not 10 feet tall. Yeah, not my problem. You wanted the ball more, right? We're giving it to you. Mm-hmm. Next game, Sunday Night Football. I feel uh, like it was a letdown. It was a really game, good game, dude. Raven 16, Browns 10. Lamb Lamb doesn't even do Lamb Lamb things. What, four picks? It was horrible. Like Baltimore's <laughs> defense bailed them out of this one. Like Lamb Lamb misses one game due to an illness, and he comes back looking like this. Well, I mean, people say he wasn't hundred percent healthy. So, oof. Oh, okay. Well, fine. He gets a pass then. But anyway, the Baltimore's defense held Chubb and Hunt to thirty-six yards on fifteen carries. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty wild. Because I look at that, I look at that stat line. I'm like, the Raiders would give 36 yards to Chubb on like three carries, and Baltimore held them. Like I don't know how they did it. They were, I think, coming in, they were like a really bad run defense too. Baltimore. So I don't know how they, I don't know how they locked, I don't know how they locked up a divisional game. You know, whatever. Anything happens. Anything happens. Hunting night football. Monday Night Football, though. Washington, 
win 17 to 15 against the Seahawks. Really weird game, first of all, near the end. Yes. Such a weird ask, game. Did you watch the ending? Like, so Wilson drove down the field for like what TD and then failed yards. the two point. Mm-hmm. And then we saw two onside kicks, one of which was recovered. Mm-hmm. But then I'm sure everyone learned a, a new rule <laughs> <laughs> yes. on Monday night. You know, you, you cannot have more than one player between the hashes during a kickoff. Completely went over my head. Yeah, it's like, why? I think the explanation was that to prevent more collisions or something. But it doesn't make sense even... to me. Because, like, what, what's the difference? Even in the first kick, he wasn't even close to anyone. So what What collision? But he was, what, one yard into the hashes. So that that's not right. You know what's so crazy, though? Because, I mean, they almost pulled off one onside kick. But remember when Young Wei Koo kicked, like, three onside kicks? And he converted, oh. like, all of them on Thanksgiving? Yes. yes. That's, like, the reason why he's so famous? Mm-hmm. Crazy. That's <laughs> hard stuff to do, though. It must suck being Young uh, Koo, though. I don't know how to say his first name, no, but okay. yeah, <laughs> it must suck being cool though, because you don't get the opportunities to kick mm-hmm. and Sorry, you I'm know, just... he's accurate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm just laughing. Cause I don't know if you, if you saw the second onside kick when um, there's a Seattle player that just straight up, like his mission was to tackle one guy and he did like he dove and he took out one Washington player, but he didn't <laughs> have the ball. Like it was I pretty didn't see bad. That. I'll try to find the replay, but yeah, I just the ball remember, was coming his way, though. I just remember, the the I think it was the first one or or something, where it was the guy, he was, like, on his knees, ready to catch the ball, and I think the ball kind of flew over his shoulder, and it looked like he ducked. <laughs> like, it looked like he, like, dove out of the way, you know? He didn't want to touch the ball. That, too, yeah. Antonio Gibson, though, I think low-key and RB1 moving forward with all the injuries. I don't like J.D. McKissick. Well, I mean, I, why did he get two <laughs> touchdowns? A lot of people didn't like JD McKissick, and then he got hurt, and everyone was like, "Oh, my condolences." And I'm like, "Where was that two plays ago when he got the touchdown?" Well, he got the touchdown. That's why no one likes him. <laughs> well, because no one's drafted JD McKissick. I drafted JD McKissick. You, you actually did with Antonio Gibson. Yeah. What, what round did you draft McKissick in? Like 13, 14. See you. That, that pick was like a garbage pick anyway. Like, like no, no, not not your pick, but like the round, like a thirteen oh, yeah. round thirteen pick. That's yeah. like that's like kicker time, you know. Mm-hmm. It's funny though because I'm like, oh, if he plays and he's healthy, he's an RB two, and I'm like, y'all are smoking what? And then I go and I look, he's low key an RB two. Yeah, because of all these damn touchdowns. Antonio Gibson should be an RB one. He should be, but I feel like the regression, the TD regression, will come in his favor soon enough. Yeah, if JD McKissick keeps staying on the sidelines, you know, <laughs> just just give me a recap of the fantasy league. We did not win. We snapped our three-game winning streak, losing one twenty-two to one thirty-three to Team Torrent. Team Torrent. 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 We are the ninth seed now because we played the eighth seed and we lost. We still have what two weeks? Two more weeks. We did lose CMC, and we also don't have AJ Brown. We lost Robert Woods before. Um, we lost Kadarius Tony. Um, Chuba Hubbard and AJ Dillon are on buys this week, so it's tough. 
we are currently starting. Do you want to know who our running backs are this week? Who? Tell me. Do I dare tell you? We are starting Brandon Bolden and Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray is on the Ravens? Yes. Isn't like Freeman starting though? Or like it's Freeman's I'm, show? I'm aware. I'm aware. It, Freeman is running the show there in Baltimore, but we can't be picky anymore because that's where we are right now with both of our running backs on by. We did pick up Josh Reynolds, though, who showed up when playing for Detroit. Mm-hmm. We also have Van Jefferson, who I picked up. We also have Nick Folk, who I picked up. So I also have the Rams defense as well. So we, our team's pretty fire in terms of a kicker and a defense. But that's all we Sometimes have. Sometimes that's all you need to win a game. You're not wrong. If you have New England's defense, something we don't have. It's unfortunate. <laughs> Wait, that's all that I least, had. There, there's still a chance. There's still a chance is all Definitely. I have to say. But to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening. And may the football gods bless your team with more wins this year. We'll catch you guys again next week when we review week 13 of the NFL regular season. And that's the T. Take care, y'all.